What's going on, family? Happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hit. to T-Man GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope it's been a great, great day and a great weekend for you guys. Certainly a very busy weekend on this end. I have to, again, first of all, start with a thank you. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of all things connected to the faction. It really does mean a lot, whether you are subscribed to the podcast or if you are one of those who follows us on the socials or if you're in the amazing cross section that does both. Thank you so much. On the socials, you can find us at the faction show across all desks. And then, of course, you can subscribe to us wherever you're listening to us by hitting the subscribe button. Another apology for you guys, because I meant to have Friday's episode out for you on Friday. Obviously, that didn't happen. But guess what? You're still getting it. So if you're listening to this and you didn't hear Friday's episode, you can always go back and check it out. In fact, there are some things that I will be following up from Friday's show today. So you can always go back and check that out. In case you missed it, Friday's show is all about NXT 2.0 and Dark Side of the Ring, which, trust me, you're going to want to hear our commentary on that. Now then, it's time to talk about what happened over the weekend. Of course, a look at SmackDown, a big deal on SmackDown, as we're seeing some interesting cross-pollination that's happening between Raw and SmackDown leading up to, of course, the draft. So the preliminary figures are in, and I don't necessarily want to give the preliminary figures just yet because the final viewers or the final figures historically, at least over the last couple of weeks, has been more than what the prelim is. So let's wait on that. We'll probably have that for you on our next episode. But what I can tell you is it was a big, big show, and it's clear that the draft is on the way as we're seeing, again, cross-pollination between Raw and SmackDown, including the new WWE champion Big E on SmackDown involved in an amazing all-star tag team match where he teamed with Finn Balor to take on the Usos, and they got a big win. Will this put them in tag title contention, or does that even matter, right? Like, I don't know that we necessarily need Big E right now is a double champion, given the opportunity to focus on the WWE title. But we found out that it is leading to a match that I think is coming a little too soon, but I'll take it whenever we can get it. And that is the New Day versus the Bloodline, not at Survivor Series, not at Extreme Rules, but tonight on Monday Night Raw. Now, let me just say this. We know the competition at Monday Night Raw has been having, first of all, for our viewership, simply because they had not been putting on a great show. Once crowds returned, we saw a slight uptick in numbers, but they are doing things now to combat Monday Night Football, which has always been an issue for them. Let me tell you, this match is a pay-per-view quality match just like we got for the wwe championship last week so with that said hey make sure you're tuned into monday night raw because we've not seen roman reigns on monday night raw or the bloodline since reigns has returned so this is going to be something really really special smackdown bringing some of its juice to monday night raw leading into of course the wwe draft which takes place in two weeks time what kind of shakeups and changes will we see? I'll just say this. I know that some of the talk behind the scenes is that WWE wants Raw and SmackDown now viewed equally. 
Even though, according to the ratings and the star power, it's clear that SmackDown right now is the A show and Raw is the B show. So this is going to be interesting to see what changes are made, who goes where. I'm actually very comfortable with the rosters being the way that they are. So there's no telling what's going to happen when things get shaken up. I don't know, but certainly we'll be around to talk about it. We've got two weeks to potentially pontificate about that, and perhaps we'll do that. Either way, good, good times for WWE. Also good times, great times for AEW. I think AEW is finding its stride with AEW Rampage. I think they have somewhat removed the pressure of trying to go live with AEW Rampage. Instead, they're bringing us compelling shows. And if you have compelling shows, it almost doesn't matter if you're live or taped as long as you can keep those spoilers on the low. So with that said, I thought AEW Rampage was a solid show. This coming week is going to be a massive week for AEW, as of course they have the Dynamite Grand Slam Wednesday night. They have Rampage Grand Slam Friday night, both emanating from the Arthur Ashe Arena in New York. It's their maiden voyage into New York. Historically, New York has always been considered WWE territory. If you'll notice, they have been marching their way up the Northeast. They were in New Jersey last week, New York this week. Rochester is coming soon. They're going into WWE territory, and they're doing some significant numbers. So shout out to AEW for all that they're doing and what a massive card they're bringing to us for Dynamite and Rampage. I still can't believe we're going to get Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson on free television i don't know what they're cooking up i don't know if this is gonna be a full match i don't know what i do know is this match is a dream match and you want to talk about a ton of eyes it's going to be on aew dynamite it's going to happen let's also say this we've talked about this for a couple of weeks but aew dynamite has been going into and impacting significantly the key demo that Monday Night Raw has had. And they have been beating Monday Night Raw in those key demos for the last two weeks. Word on the street is that if that continues to happen, there's going to be major concern in the world of WWE. So if you're wondering why Raw is starting to get so many marquee matches as of late, you can look to this as why. And so when Nick Khan says, hey, there's no real competition, we're not paying attention to what they're doing, lies you tell. Because you're not trying to beef up Monday Night Raw to compete with Dynamite if in fact there's no real competition. So I'm excited to see this because at the end of the day, the winners are all of us. We're getting great programming. We're getting must-see matches. We're getting things that we did not intend to get. And I'm excited that we are getting that. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the weekend and dig into the fallout from Dark Side of the Ring as the fallout has been plentiful. It's going to be an absolutely stellar night with two big title matches and the most unpredictable show in all of independent wrestling. Come on, somebody stop this. Being the monster they thought they wanted. 
All right, guys, so first and foremost, I want to tell you a little bit about the weekend. I was part of a great show called Hell Freezes Over. It was in celebration of the fifth anniversary of Tapped Out Wrestling Podcast, and it was historic in that eight promotions worked together for the first time here in Georgia with eight titles on the line. 10 matches, and I was honored to be part of the commentary team along with my broadcast partner, of course, Brandon Benefield, and John Johnson, John the Body Johnson, who happens to be uh, somewhat of a legend here in the Georgia area. He has worked for so many promotions, including NWA Wildside. He's done work, of course, with Anarchy and, and a number of other promotions. So it was really cool to be able to sit down and be in a three-man booth with him calling some incredible matches. I can't wait until it's available for you to be able to see. It will be available on Facebook and I believe on YouTube on the Tapped Out Wrestling Podcast page. I think it's going to be a little while before we see it, so I'll keep you posted on that. But certainly a massive night and again, what it represented, the forbidden door that so many have talked about. I think certainly here in Georgia, we've gone a long way to not just kick down the forbidden door, but to see to it that, again, the fans and the wrestlers work very well together. So exciting times in the world of pro wrestling. Now then, we go from that to certainly a dark moment in the world of pro wrestling, the conversation that's been going on about Dark Side of the Ring, the latest episode, which I think we're going to just go ahead and put on our Facebook page for those who have yet to see it, as the full episode is available there on YouTube. We'll make sure we link it to our Facebook page. But what it talked about, of course, was the plane ride from hell. It has been a story that has been kind of a mythological kind of story that had always been told with great jesting and the like. But we got to see how dark it really was on this show. As a result, Tommy Dreamer, Ric Flair, trending for quite some time, Thursday night into Friday. I gave my specific thoughts about that on what was Friday's episode, but I want to follow up on some of the ramifications. Tommy Dreamer has been indefinitely suspended from Impact Wrestling. Now, that is a major, major situation because he had held a significant spot in Impact Wrestling, both on and off camera. So, that's not happening anymore. On top of that, he's issued an apology. Now, if you watched what he said on Dark Side of the Ring, he was rather unapologetic. And it's hard for me to even quote some of the tasteless and insensitive things that he said. It certainly came from a place of unusual privilege. And he hit Twitter and after being suspended by Impact, said the following, quote, regarding my comments on Dark Side of the Ring, it was never my intention to offend, hurt, or victim shame anyone. I understand my comments were insensitive and could trigger emotions in someone's own personal past. I do not condone sexual misconduct of any kind. I apologize to anyone I offended from the bottom of my heart. I am so sorry. Again, this comes after his name was trending and after he was indefinitely suspended and sent home by Impact Wrestling. So a lot of people have asked, okay, so what's going to happen to Ric Flair? As we heard from Jim Ross, he was, quote, a made man, and so they weren't going to do anything to him, even though people like Kurt Hennig and Scott Hall ultimately got fired. What happens to Ric Flair? Well, there are some ramifications that are coming. 
If you'll notice, on pretty much every pro wrestling program, you've seen commercials for Car Shield. And Car Shield is, of course, an insurance situation that Ric Flair had done a ton of commercials for. Well, Ric Flair's Car Shield commercials have been pulled. A spokesperson for Intermedia, who is the advertising agency that handles Car Shield's commercials, issued this statement. The spokesperson said, quote, we take these matters very seriously. As of right now, we are pausing the campaign and we will do our due diligence. There is currently no timetable for the spots to return. And it was noted that the commercial will soon disappear from TV pending an investigation and decisions. Now, Flair denied the plane ride from hell accusations as recent as just a few days ago when, ironically, he appeared on Oral Sessions. That's the podcast from Renee Paquette, which we know as Renee Young. Here's what he said. He said, quote, God, I've heard about it too. Just when things are going good for me. Listen, you put me on your podcast after. We'll see how it plays out because I was there and I don't care whose name I got to drop if the heat falls on me. I know who was where and what and who and what took place. I know the whole story. So I think we've not heard the end of Ric Flair versus the wrestling world surrounding this story. I can tell you this. This is an incredible, incredible thing that's happening. And I think Flair and many others never thought that the environment that we are in now would be an environment that would reach back 20 years. Now, if you remember last year, you know, all of the conversation that we had surrounding the speaking out movement and Flair somehow missed all of that. I have to tell you, I am glad that this story came out. And here's why I'm glad sexual misconduct should not be overlooked for any reason by anybody. And as we've seen from the several movements that are out there, uh, no one should be exempt. And we've seen it hit all sorts of spaces. But again, for Ric Flair to be overlooked, for Ric Flair to be swept under the rug as though he had not traumatized this woman, not 40 or 50 years ago, but 20 years ago, it's horrible. Now, I did tell you that the WWE Network had a cartoon about this on Storytime that featured Mean Gene Okerlund. I remembered watching it, and that was my first introduction to the story of the plane ride from hell. Well, that has been removed from Peacock, not surprisingly. I don't think WWE wants anything to do with it. I don't know if you can find it anywhere on YouTube at this point, but if you are able to, I would suggest that you do. So you can see how WWE told this story several years ago. It was not told in the same way. Let's just say that. So I've asked some of you, of course, on the socials, your thoughts on this. And there were a lot of thoughts that were floating around. So thank you guys for watching. And I'm definitely intrigued to see if there should be any other repercussions that happened for Tommy Dreamer or Ric Flair or any of the other people that have been involved. I want to go so far as to ask this. Should Ric Flair be removed from the WWE Hall of Fame? Let's remember Hulk Hogan was removed from the WWE Hall of Fame, although it was temporary, about three years, for his racist comments, and he was gone again for three years. WWE ultimately welcomed him back, but it has never been the same as you and I both know. 
But with that said, should Ric Flair, the man who was the first two-time inductee into the Hall of Fame, be removed from the WWE Hall of Fame? That's the question on the floor. Want to get your thoughts on this on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at the Faction Show. Remember, Monday Night Raw is happening tonight. Major matchup as the New Day takes on the Bloodline in a six-man tag match to have both the Universal and WWE Champion both on Raw along with their respective factions. It's going to be a massive match and there are high expectations for this one. So check it out tonight on Monday Night Raw. All right, guys, got to get out of here. Have an absolutely amazing Monday. Until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brand Brandon Clack and the fourth horseman, John Murray. My name is GB Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. Solid in my pain.